0: just while she's passing those out now, I think the other week Annette admitted to her weakness for scrolling through encouraging Christian memes for hours on end. And today I'll admit my own social media weakness, which is Pinterest. Um, Sometimes I blink and I lose a few hours there. So if you know Pinterest, you know that it basically feeds you a long stream of pictures of anything it thinks you might be remotely interested in. And occasionally my feed decides to throw me quite a lot of quotes. And there've been quite a few good ones recently that I could share with you, but I'll settle for one right now. The chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God and heaven without hell. The quote is attributed to William Booth, who passed away in August of 1912. So I can reasonably ask if you agree with his prediction. So let me repeat his ideas of chief danger. Religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God and heaven without hell. I think we can see the echoes of these issues everywhere around us. Everywhere in our culture we see people reaching madly for the blessing of of good things but freed for any responsibility that might come with them. How often do we hear people outside the church ridiculing the concept of hell while demanding the presence of a better place for the people they're grieving who are good people, the best kind of people? How often do we hear demands for God to be removed altogether from politics in the names of inclusivity? If you must believe, then very well, but leave your belief at the door so it doesn't affect decisions you make regarding other people. People are saved while insisting that God cheers on their lifestyle, their truth, and so on it goes. This is only really speaking about people outside the church in the end, even if the family has called itself Christian for so long that they believe they are simply by existing. Today we're meeting together to celebrate the Lord's Supper and it's a time we can be reminded of how strongly Booth's words apply to us. Our danger is when we have religion without the Holy Ghost, we remove Christ from our supposedly Christian life. It's when we expect God's forgiveness without repenting from the acts requiring forgiveness in the first place, where we call ourselves saved while seeing no regeneration in our lives. We enter the politics of life, home, family or society without God, and we forget the very real danger of hell, of eternally removing ourselves from God's presence and the source of every good thing. Let me read to you from 1 Corinthians. So then, everyone should examine himself first, and then eat the bread and drink from the cup, For if he does not recognise the meaning of the Lord's body when he eats the bread and drinks from the cup, he brings judgment on himself as he eats and drinks. And I think it's worth mentioning here that the original Lord's Supper held in the church was an actual meal rather than the symbol of one. And I bring it up because it's easier to remember the importance, the influence we are intended to give God over every aspect of our life when communion is something as basic to everyday life as your dinner. And maybe this evening, as you sit down to eat, you can remember to yourself that whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it for God's glory. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians really brings home how much the holy is a part of the everyday. The letter is addressed to a church established in Corinth, a Greek city that was highly cosmopolitan and noted for its thriving commerce, proud culture, widespread immorality, and a variety of religions. So in other words, a decent stand-in for our own culture. Much of Paul's letter to them is dealing with everyday problems, personal divisions and intergroup politics. It's a demand to the Christian that they remember Christ in everything they do. There is no grace without discipleship, no grace without the cross, no grace without Christ. However, it's certainly not a letter of doom or gloom. If we turn to the very next chapter, 12, it's titled in my Bible as Gifts from the Holy Spirit, and we are reminded that There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to everyone for their particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. If you'll allow me to return to Booth's quote and reverse its meaning a little, we do not have religion without the Holy Spirit. Christ's death upon the cross, his re-emergence in life three days later, has opened the gateway that brings us to God only through his own Spirit. And this is what gives us the regeneration of salvation, the strength for repentance, and a path to holiness that God can yank us along more or less gently. But the first step in all of this is still Christ's death and resurrection. So let's take a moment to stop and reflect and pray in silence to ourselves.